Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. The Law Enforcement Today Radio Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Got a great guest on the phone joining us from somewhere in the United States. And uh, I'll say somewhere in the United States for a reason. I usually tell you where the person's calling from. Uh, Joining us on the phone is Quinn Cunningham. Quinn, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, sir. Quinn is an active duty law enforcement officer. And as a result, what happens is people are under the assumption, thanks in part to the NFL, that you can say whatever you want. Your freedom of speech applies anywhere but it does imply at work, especially when you work for a government agency, whether it be state, federal, local. Uh, we have to follow certain guidelines, and that's one of the situations. And I respect that because that's the way it was for me in the Baltimore Police Department. I was not allowed to identify or act as a spokesperson in any way for that agency. So thank you. We will honor that. We don't want to get you into any trouble whatsoever. I appreciate that. And my agency and the any victims that we talk about that also appreciate that. And that's the other part of the equation. Absolutely. When you have police reports, they're public information. And in the news media, and, and I'm part of that news media. I've been working in radio since retiring from police work. There's a certain accountability that needs to be taken into consideration about privacy for victims. They go through horrendous things. And the last thing they need is to see their names or information displayed all over the the World Wide Web, so we won't do that either. Right. I noticed you. I was surfing the web the other day, and I saw a video. I think it was from IJR, featuring you. And I was watching the video. I don't normally watch these videos, Quinn, for a couple of reasons. Oftentimes, they're very partisan political rants. Yours was not, which I appreciate because I don't do that at all, but I immediately began to identify with a lot of things you talked about. We'll go in the details of that video in a little bit. First, I want people to have a little bit of understanding about you. You've been an active law enforcement officer for how long? 23 years, 20 with my current agency. I started as a reserve officer and then went to a different agency and been there 20 years. Uh, 17 years uh, on SWAT, and I'm currently one of the team leaders on the team. 
I've been an instructor for about 15, 16 years. Uh, I've got my own training company. I do a lot of competitive shooting, and I'm a, a grandmaster level shooter for the United States Practical Shooting Association, and I compete at a international level. Well, I got nothing on that. I, I qualify every year for the LEOSA, and I get about a 97. I'm all proud of myself. So. <laughs> you know, that's an awful lot. My wife was telling me the other day, somehow we got in a conversation about SWAT, and she goes, I got to tell you, the whole concept of SWAT, to me, this is coming from her, is, is sexy, and she thinks it's uh, got a certain type of charismatic appeal, and I try to explain to her that it's not as sexy as you might think. People get the wrong impression quite often. When you're a SWAT team member with most agencies, you have other functions you have to fulfill in law enforcement. Is that the case with you? Yeah, it's, so it's a collateral team. Uh, we train twice a month, and then obviously we have a couple operations, sometimes weekly. But there's, you have your normal duties, and then you have your SWAT duties on top of that, which as a team leader, a lot of that is administrative stuff, uh, taking care of your guys and, and a leadership role as well. So it's just extra stuff that is not, in fact, sexy. Yeah, it's not sexy. And, and quite often, you guys don't get paid more for the extra hours you put in. Uh, no, not, I, I get zero, zero more. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing about this in most law enforcement agencies, in my experience, the men and women, their brothers and sisters that gravitate towards, let's say motor officers, the amount of training they have to do to become qualified for that SWAT team members, the amount of training, the lifestyle, the commitment are canine officers. They're with their, their canine partners 24 7 and they're not reimbursed for a lot of that extra hours and their families certainly aren't compensated for the extra time no no they're not and you know what but everybody in those capacities with those type of collateral duties would do it for free anyway yeah and that's that's part of the the vocation for law enforcement you know and i wish the news media would do a better job of describing more accurately the calling and the lengths that people in law enforcement go through, our first responders, our corrections officers, dispatchers, firefighters, EMTs, they put it on the line every day and they gladly do it. They would just like a little bit, just a, a, a small token of appreciation and not be constantly being slammed. Yeah, obviously it's gotten worse in the last few years. It's, it's gotten worse and better. You go do you go get coffee. I've been challenged a few times at, at coffee shops, but then I've had people come up and say, "Thank you very much for your service." You know, and I always respond, "It's for you." So it it, it has gotten better, but it's gotten worse as well. That's a good way of putting it. It's gotten worse as well, and I think social media has uh, something to do with that. So that goes back to the conversation. I was watching this video, uh, IJR, featuring you, and you were talking about responding as a SWAT officer to a school shooting. Now, we're not going to say what part of the United States, we're not going to say what school it was, but that whole incident, at least the way you described it in the video, changed you dramatically and motivated you to do things beyond your normal law enforcement duties. Can you just give us a synopsis of that event from start to finish? Sure. First of all, I was actually on a, a light duty status. I had gotten injured in the line of duty doing something very brave. I fell down the stairs carrying a laptop. Um, the, the laptop made it, uh, but the laptop made it fine. But um, 
in in with certain agencies when you're injured you cannot uh you cannot have any contact with the public i couldn't go to swat training i couldn't even wear a firearm i couldn't wear anything that had a badge on it you're pretty much pretty much you're pretty much emasculated right and I was the lead firearms instructor for, for the agency, and I was just hammering out some lesson plans in my little cubicle, chained to it by administration. And one of the guys I knew from investigations flew into the training section and yelled, we have an active shooter at one of our high schools. So with, without thinking, I uh, ran into the armory. And I did not have any of my SWAT stuff with me. I didn't have my radio with me, which is something that the listeners should think about. Always be prepared. Always have that stuff. Learn from my mistakes. Since I didn't have anything, I went into the armory, armory excuse me, and uh, I grabbed a, an AR-15 that was not mine. I grabbed a bag of ammunition from someone who got fired, a couple magazines. I grabbed a radio that was not mine. And uh, for operational security purposes, I won't say why that's so important, but that's pretty important. And I limped into the parking lot and uh, that investigator was waiting for me and we took off. It was about noon. So we had a lot of lunchtime traffic and the school was pretty much straight down our, our thoroughfare, our main thoroughfare in our jurisdiction. I did the, the, the thing that most cops do. Uh, I called my spouse. My wife, who is a tremendous woman, uh, we met in law enforcement, and she actually responded to an active shooter, an active killer event, probably a year prior to that. And uh, she was actually pregnant at the time, but had the calling, and, and she responded as well. So she was at home with my eight-month-old son, and it was the first time I had to make that phone call. For all the, the coppers out there, they know what that phone call is. Uh, I mean. I made the phone call to her and to him saying, hey, uh, this is what's going on. I love you. And um, I had my phone uh, on my shoulder while I'm loading the magazine out of this Ziploc bag. And from my recollection, I said something very memorable and uh, soothing to my spouse. She remembered it a little bit differently. And she said, you're hurt. Why are you going to an active shooter? And then she claims that I said, I'm just going to stay on the perimeter. I don't remember saying that. I don't know if I would uh, promise that to her. (laughs) We're going to have to take a short break. We're talking with Quinn Cunningham, uh, active duty law enforcement officer, uh, SWAT team member, talking about responding to an active shooter, active killer term is what I like better at a school. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. I promise you, you don't want to go anywhere. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Galls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day. Galls, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit Galls.com today. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. 
Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817 That's 800-948-6817 Law Enforcement Today invites you to enjoy a fantastic Caribbean cruise on one of many different first responder CE at Sea cruises with free CE courses. CE at Sea Cruise Program offers multiple cruises from Texas and Florida for 2018-2019 with more to come. Enjoy cruises from four to nine nights with amazing discounted rates for first responders and their friends and family to come along too. Hurry, book your cruise today. Call 888-636-3667. That's 888-636-3667. Online at cesale.com. That's cesale.com. Be sure to follow them on Facebook. Search for FR Cruises. That's FR Cruises with an S on Facebook or email info at cesale.com. CE at Sea Cruise Program, offering up to 12 CEUs per cruise, free to attend for our group members, friends, family, with optional CEU courses for free. Get more details at cesale.com or call 888-636-3667. There are many sounds in your daily life. Ones that make you smile. (laughs) Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless Emergency Alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. The Law Enforcement Today show brought to you in part by Galls, G-A-L-L-S.com. Again, their website is G-A-L-L-S.com. They've been supplying first responders, police officers, law enforcement, public safety, firefighters for more than 50 years. And they got a huge selection of products that anybody can use. We are back in the Law Enforcement Today studios with Quinn Cunningham. You're, you're talking about being injured on light duty status Responding to an active killer situation, active shooter situation at a school in your jurisdiction, 
in a car on the phone trying to let your your spouse know that you're going to be okay and you're banged up and she's like what what's wrong with you why are you even going right she knows me so she knows my servant warrior mentality and, mm-hmm. and she, she pretty much knows how i am so i don't know why she was surprised by that if i remember later on the story uh I'll explain how she found out exactly what I was doing and how much she yelled at me when I got home. So to continue the story, uh, we're running code three and uh, we're in a a detective car that's unmarked. So it doesn't have good lighting. It doesn't have good sirens. And the guy driving is just screaming at people to get out of the way. So it took a little bit of time for us to get to the school. And as we pull into the school, I jump out and I immediately run into two two cops from a neighboring jurisdiction. I'd never seen them before. I haven't seen them since. Uh, one of them told me that he was an EMT. I'm like, all right, well, you're with me. So we go towards the school, and as I get to the door, I realize that I am wearing a polo shirt with nothing on it with uh, an AR-15. running into an active killer. So uh, I stopped. I said, hold on, guys. I need something that has identification on it. So again, for your listeners, uh, be prepared. Pretty stupid on my part. The next car coming in the parking lot is uh, is a lieutenant, and uh, he's a great guy, but he's, uh, we call him Eeyore because he moves that fast. Um, As in the character in Woody the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh, yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> Eeyore, so, okay. Eeyore. So we, uh, I, I meet him at his trunk, and I, I ask him, LT, do you have a raid vest? A raid vest, if you're not familiar, is just something that has some kind of identification on it, police, sheriff, otherwise. And he goes, yeah, Quinn, let me look. And so my mind is going 1,000 miles an hour, and I'm watching him meticulously go through his trunk. I grabbed the first thing on top, which was a yellow traffic vest with reflective tape on it. I throw that on, and now I'm running into an active killer with an AR-15 that it's not mine, ammunition that I don't, I don't know the, the integrity of it, wearing a traffic vest. Again, be prepared. I get to the door with these other two guys I'm with, and uh, one guy's a little bit more seasoned. I say, are you good, dude? He goes, yep. I go to the other guy. Are you good? He goes, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get some. So we enter the school, and there's already some some officers in the school at that point. And since it had gone to a static thing where there's no more shooting, they had pretty much set up, and they're preparing for a deliberate clear. I get to uh, one of the guys who was on my SWAT team who was in a patrol capacity, and uh, pretty much what do you got? He tells me, I'm like, all right, you guys start a deliberate, uh, a deliberate clearance. I have an EMT with me. I'm going to go find any victims. There was no gunfire at that point in time. Normally, if there's gunfire, a dynamic situation, we're running to that, but we just started uh, to search. As we are running down this hallway, it was, it was very, very eerie, something that I'd never experienced before. Normally, in our active killer training, we have a lot of chaos, a lot of distractions. We have fire alarms going off. We, ha- we even have smoke machines to uh, obscure a vision. We have role players who are covered in blood clinging to us 
you know, to, for, for those distractions to get us inoculated to the stress. Well, I had the exact opposite. It was quiet. It was so quiet. It was deafening. Uh, I'd never experienced anything like that before. It was so bad that I was, I was asking myself, where are the children? Uh, is this a bank holiday? Is, is what's going on? Well, their lockdown procedures were so good. They, these kids had been trained so good that they were barricaded in their classrooms. The doors were locked. They were hiding and they were armed with fire extinguishers, with pencils, with chairs and anything that went through the door, they were going to fight. Knowing that now I I'm, I'm very thankful for the preparation of that school. It's awesome. All to hear. Should be, I, everybody all should be willing to fight. When your life is on the line, you gotta fight I, with whatever you have handy. You gotta, you gotta fight. You just can't take it. That's one of the things I always tell my wife, my daughters. You've gotta fight. You've gotta force the attacker to be somewhat defensive. You cannot just allow them to, to do that. When you talked about the silence, one of the things that came to my mind. I remember being on some scenes of really, really bad things, and it was so quiet that I could hear my pulse in my ears. You could almost not not just feel it, but you become acutely aware of your pulse rate, your breathing. And it's, it's hard to describe. Maybe you can describe better, but it's sensory changes. It's become very, very focused on tunnel vision on one single thing at a time and trying to do things like, I got to remember to breathe. I got to force myself to breathe because you start forgetting. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, the body does that in, in, in uh, survival mode and not that I was completely in survival mode, but my body was preparing myself for war. And, you know, I, I could hear my pulse and I could hear my breathing. And then it's like my, my sense of hearing, which isn't that good to begin with from shooting all my life. Right. It was in overdrive and I could, and I actually said to myself, am I breathing that loud? You know, I'm going to get back to your story in a moment, but, one of the things that happened to me over the years is I stopped wearing cologne for that reason. I stopped wearing the keys on the outside of the, the gun or the duty belt because of noise and being aware that things like my breathing could uh, let people know, bad guys are hotting, know that I'm coming. The smell of the cologne, the, the jingling of the keys, all those things could be used against you. So that must like heightened your adrenaline and i got to slow myself down. I've got to find a way to get back on task. Right. And that's, you know, and it's, it's once I had, I knew what was going on, I was able to, to, to focus on the, the task at hand. We're going to take a break because I, I don't want to interrupt what's coming up. Okay. It's great stuff. Quinn Cunningham is on the phone. We can't say where he's calling from. We'll just say it's not in the East Coast of the United States. Active duty law enforcement officer. He's talking about what it's like to be a SWAT officer responding to an active killer, active shooter call at a school in his jurisdiction and how that affected him and how it's changed what he does above and beyond law enforcement. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. As a small business owner, there's one word that you absolutely dread, payroll. For small businesses, it's a big burden. You may think you're saving time and money doing it yourself, but come on, are you? Timesheets, processing checks, Calculating taxes, a total waste of your time. Paychex simplifies payroll processing, saving you time and money. Submit your payroll online. 
fax it in, or call your dedicated Paychex payroll specialist. And you're done. Learn more at TryPaychex.com. Come on, do the math. The IRS dishes out 8 million penalties a year. Make one mistake and you're on the hook. On average, you're losing nearly one business day every month doing payroll. That's time and money you'll never get back, unless you get paychecks. More than half a million small businesses already do. Call 877-375-3164. Trade payroll pressure for peace of mind. Call now, 877-375-3164. That's 877-375-3164. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now, you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back Back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns. New help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107 800-663-5107 5107 800-663-5107 that's 800-663-5107 back to the conversation with quinn cunningham talking about being a swat officer responding to an active killer active shooter situation at a school in his jurisdiction and now to recap real quick when you got there you know, you were injured, you're on light duty, you weren't fully prepared, you went anyway. That's That would be something I would do, you know, just go anyway. Because I, I couldn't sit back and, and watch. And you get there, and you're talking about, you've trained in these scenarios, but it's always loud, lots of distractions, lots of noise. And you get there, and it's quiet because all the kids are locked in their room. This had right. an impact on you. And you started talking about how that changed you. Right. So I, uh, eventually I ran into the crime scene and what this guy had done is he came in a door with a shotgun. First student that he sees sitting on a bench, uh, against a brick wall, he fires one round and he misses. And you could see the evidence of that on the wall. He fires a second round and he hits her in the face. And you could see the evidence of that on the wall. Looking down on the ground, we have mass amounts of blood. Uh, we have debris from the brick and dirt and footprints in the blood. And in the middle of all of this, I see the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's a long lock of straight, beautiful hair. And it, that beauty raised itself above the evil it transcended above that evil and we talked a little bit about you know our survival mode and how things things change Mm -hmm. time stopped for me at that point it's i didn't freeze someone didn't have to shake me and slap me and say you know snap out of it time stopped it did not exist as i'm looking at this hair and i told her and, and sometimes it is still, I've told this story just a couple times now. It's sometimes still hard to talk about. I told her, I am sorry. 
I couldn't die for you today. But then I promised her that I will live for you every day. And I made that determination right then and there that I'm going to train as many people as I can. My wife, who is very supportive, like I said, responded to a very big active shooter event, was on board. And that night, while I'm holding my nine-month-old son sobbing in his arms, we said, no more victims. We are never going to see this again. And that's, that's where we've gone since. You know, in, in these situations, there's, there's always destruction and chaos. But no one, I shouldn't say no one, we, we rarely see the beauty. And I saw the beauty of that day, and it has changed me. It's almost like a, a severe contradiction of terms or philosophies going from sheer violence and brutality to beauty all in the same scenario. It is. It's, uh, I promised her today, that day that I, I would see it, and I'm going to live every day for her. I'm glad you said that for two reasons, and we'll go into how this motivates you to start doing other things, but almost anybody I know has done a long career in law enforcement. It doesn't matter where they're at, or first responders, uh, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers. They've seen and experienced lots of horrible, horrible things, and lots of things that you never quite get out of your your brain. You never quite get out of your personality, and they become part of us. You said something really, really vital. That is, I'm going to live. And that's part of the whole philosophy of, uh, you know, I always tell people, especially those who are struggling with PTSD or whatever terminology we want to use, you got to stay in the fight. It gets better. You can't give up no matter how bad it is at the time. You got to insist on living your life. And then gradually you start building and having the kind of life that you want to have in spite of all these horrible, horrible things that have happened in the past. The other thing about what you talked about is this motivated you to start doing some things differently above and beyond your law enforcement career. Right. I, well, you talked about, you know, the scenes and the scenes that you see in law enforcement. And it, when it comes to adults, it's, I, maybe I'm jaded Maybe it's a, an armor up, but I really didn't care. Adults who get victimized, you know, sometimes, oh, it, it's too bad you were in this, this position, but the children, I've always had a, a soft spot for children, even before I had my own. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never forgotten a child victim. I've never seen, I've never forgotten those scenes and the faces of them, you know, and, and it, the death of innocence is the most egregious death that you can see. And, you know, I saw it on the day going to that active killer, that death of innocence on their faces. And I've seen it in other, in, in other calls for service. And I, I don't want to see that again. And so, um, I started in 2015, I started teaching armed school staff for 15 years in my state. We, uh, we have allowed armed staff and, uh, I was approached by a, a school district who was starting the program, and I said, absolutely, this is why I'm on this planet. If I can't be to every gunfight. I can't be at every school, but I can train them, mm-hmm. and I can train them good um, to respond to those. And so that's, 
that's what I've I've been doing, and I've um, I've gotten um, associated with a a, a company um, who is uh, almost nationally known for for training staff. You want to give them a plug? Absolutely. Um, it's going to identify where I'm from, but I'm okay with that. It's called Faster Colorado, and uh, Faster stands for uh, Faculty and Administrative Safety Training and Emergency Response. And we have a, a three-day class where for uh, a, over 24 hours, uh, we, we teach teachers to shoot. Uh, we teach them mindset. We start with mindset because I think that's the most important thing. And it's one of, one of the things that we don't do enough in law enforcement, and even the armed responsible citizen does not train their mindset enough. So we start with mindset. We, uh, obviously, we have firearms training for them. We uh, do some tactical combat casualty care, and then um, they have to qualify at a higher standard in the state than the uh, the academy kids have to qualify. Um, and these teachers are some of the most wonderful human beings I've met in my life because they see all of the kids as their own. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier that we're, I was taught you, you if you're being attacked, let's say the school shooting scenario, you cannot allow the attacker to continue to be on the offense. You've got to start making them become defensive and get them out of their game plan. So training these teachers, and I'm sure they have to be qualified. I'm sure they have to volunteer for this. They've got to meet all kinds of regulations. People are going to jump up in arms and go, arming teachers, oh my goodness. I'm not one of them. If they're qualified and they're trained and they have the mindset, I would want them to be there to throw up some sort of defense against an active shooter if it were my children. If I was there, I would be doing the same thing that you did. Banged up, injured, didn't matter. I'd go. Well, the incident I responded to, we had an SRO in the school. He was able to press on that, that subject and within 46 seconds, just, just knowing that the SRO was coming, uh, that guy killed himself. But we lost one kid. Imagine if that SRO wasn't in the school. Right. He, he'd been able to systematically execute children. And, you know, we talk about armed staff, and there's a lot of people who get spun up about it. And you know what? I, I, value, um, I value their opinions. I raise my right hand to protect their First Amendment rights. Right. I get that. But they haven't seen what I have seen. And even a sign on the front of the school that says armed staff will use deadly force to protect the children, that could be a deterrent. Sure. You know, a, te- a teacher walking through the parking lot, seeing a guy with a shotgun walk into the school, could have been a deterrent. So... I absolutely think that, you know, it needs to be a volunteer program. There needs to be different layers of security, um, not just armed staff. You know, the kids have to be trained as much as the unarmed staff have to be trained. But when, when it's time to stop someone with a gun, the only thing that can stop them is another good guy with a gun. And on that note, there's not a whole lot more you can say. Quinn Cunningham, thanks, brother, for your service. Uh, I do appreciate it, and thank you so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. Thank you very much for having me. This has been a great opportunity, and you, you sir, are doing great things. 
We've got another great guest heading your way on Law Enforcement Today. We'll be back in just a few moments. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. Law Enforcement Today invites you to enjoy a fantastic Caribbean cruise on one of many different first responder CE at Sea cruises with free CE courses. CE at Sea Cruise Program offers multiple cruises from Texas and Florida for 2018-2019 with more to come. Enjoy cruises from four to nine nights with amazing discounted rates for first responders and their friends and family to come along too. Hurry, book your cruise today. Call 888-636-3667. That's 888-636-3667. Online at cesale.com. That's cesale.com. Be sure to follow them on Facebook. Search for FR Cruises. That's FR Cruises with an S on Facebook or email info at cesale.com. CE at Sea Cruise Program, offering up to 12 CEUs per cruise, free to attend for our group members, friends, family with optional CEU courses for free. Get more details at cesale.com or call 888-636-3667. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Galls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day. Galls, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit Galls.com today. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today Show. Joining us from Central Florida, we have Jeff Brown. Jeff is an active duty law enforcement officer and also one of the founding members of Hometown Heroes Alliance. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. We really appreciate that uh, that contact. And before I get and forget, I want to thank you for your service in law enforcement. I, I know how difficult it is. I know how demanding it is. And uh, we were joking about scheduling this interview and it's like don't make plans because you know what happens when you make plans you're you're working and you're going to wind up getting a late call and you'll be stuck forever but so thanks for coming out absolutely you know i'm I'm one of the ones they call a retreat i retired once and came back for more so i guess you did uh, one time wasn't enough yeah that's pretty much it i retired i started in uh 2010 as a road sergeant and then uh I stayed part-time for about five years and just, just couldn't, you know, I had to come back. So I've been back for about two years now. And, oh, what a different world. 
It what is. What a different world. So you've been at this, what, 30 plus years? 35. 35 and going. Yep. Lots of changes. In, in your opinion, what would you say is the biggest change in law enforcement and the community and the community perception between beginning and now? I just a lack of respect. You know, it, uh, it has just dwindled to the point of we haven't had representation from from way above us, and that goes from the top of the country all the way down in a very, very long time. It used to be, in, you know, we call them the good old days when you'd pull up on a call and the fights would stop. And yeah. say, you know, the cops are here. Knock it off. Nowadays, it's like, okay, let's fight the cops, too. Yeah, so, and I don't think it's just a, a lack of respect for police in general, law enforcement in general. I think it's a lack of respect for everybody. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree the whole breakdown of families, and there's just so much going on. And, you know, I I don't know what, what's caused it all, but it certainly is not a good turn for any of us, that's for sure. And in your career in law enforcement, you've become motivated to do something else. You've started this, this nonprofit charity. Tell us what it's called and tell us what you do. I did. It's, uh, you know, I saw a very big need, as a lot of us have, um, for helping our guys that have been wounded in the line of duty and, and injured in the line of duty. And the name of our organization is Hometown Heroes Alliance. It's been several years, and basically what we do is we kind of step in immediately in the line of duty and we take care of business for them right away so that they don't have to worry about who's going to cut the grass for the next two weeks because I, I, I'm shot in the leg. I know who's going to, you know, take care of the dog appointments or whatever has to happen or the car, because now this, this injured officer is not able to work his off duty job. So his income has dwindled quite a bit. Right. So, you know, how do I make my car payments? Because a lot of us live off of those. Unfortunately, we have to live off of those off duty jobs and those extra duties. So we step in, and uh, when someone really needs it, we step in. We'll make their car payments. We'll hire a landscaper. If need be, we'll build a wheelchair ramp. And we do this for uh, a variety of different reasons. And then along with that also comes the guys that are just down, or just really having a rough time with the rehab. And anybody who's been injured in the line of duty knows what that's like, and it's just redundant day in and day out. And, you, you know, you never get a break from the – the reality of my life has now changed forever and never will be the same. Even if you recover 100%, you will never, ever be the same mentally. No. And so, I've heard that not just from law enforcement officers. I heard it from, you know, active duty military that were injured in action. And they said, next thing you know, they, they come to, they're in Germany or they're uh, Walter Reed and their life consists of doctor's appointments and, you know, physical rehab. And that's all they do. Yeah, and that's one of the things that really eats at our guys. And I've watched them, I and mean, I've lost three different friends in the line of duty, and I've had multiple guys that I know injured in the line of duty. So I've seen what happens with these guys. So one of the other things that we do is we'll have fundraisers. Um, we live completely off of donations, no paid staff. You know, everything we do is for our guys. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll get calls from guys saying, hey, I got a buddy here in West Virginia who's been down on his luck lately. He's really struggling. But, you know, getting his wife and, and a family is having a rough time. And we'll put him on a plane. We'll fly him to the Keys. We'll take him down to the Keys for a couple of days, you know, and just let him have a, a fun, relaxing family vacation. And it just, it changes their life. You just you know, did that, that. I just saw a video that you did that in, in particular in the Florida Keys with a wounded officer, I believe, from West Virginia and his family. Yeah, his name was Stephen Smith. And Stephen... Stephen just got back to work after being hit by a car by a bad guy, 
And I uh, wasn't back a week and a half, and the guy jumped in the car to go help an on-duty guy who was off-duty. He went to help him with a, uh in-progress burglary, which turned out to be an ambush, and Steve was shot point-blank with a 12-gauge right in the chest. Oh, my goodness. So he's medically retired now as a result of that. But, you know, it was him and his wife were struggling, and the story behind that video, which you can see on our Facebook page, is uh, his wife was the dispatcher the night that happened. And what a horrific story for her to have to, she has to send the ambulance. She has to send the backup. She, knowing this is her husband who's just been shot in the chest with a shotgun and can't talk to him. So just a, a horrific story all the way around. And by all rights, he shouldn't be alive, but he is just one tough, tough West Virginian, that's for sure. And I'm really so glad we, that you're doing what you did, not just for, for the wounded officer, but also a family as well, because quite often they're, they're forgotten. Yes, we, you know, we always do that. It's always about, oh, this wounded officer, this wounded officer. Well, what about his wife and kids? You know, his kids got to go back to school, you know, with the other kids going, wow, is that your dad that got shot? Or, you know, the two that killed? And, you know, the mental stress that those families go through. And they have to be there. Somebody has to drive them to rehab, you know, a lot of occasions and, and help them with meals and all the other stuff that goes along with it. So, you know, with our theme parks here in Central Florida, the fishing the way it is in the state of Florida, we were just very fortunate to be able to share that and watch these guys and their families go through this and then come back and, and what, a, what a difference in their life. You know, for instance, with Steve from West Virginia, he just had a rough time. And three weeks after he got back, he called me up and said, man, you won't believe what, what you've done for me. I've now got a new focus in my life. I'm now helping other guys, and it's given me something you know, it's something he can do and he can get out there and, and really have a focus and, and uh, something for him to do. So My hat's off to amazing. you for doing that. That stuff isn't cheap. That stuff doesn't come free. So how, how can people help? Well, the best way is just to go to our website at hometownheroesalliance.org and you can donate right on the website. You know, I, I, I try and tell people, $5 out of your pocket, your small change can change the life of these guys who are injured. And one of the things that no one is aware of yet, we've had 142 police officers shot this year already across the country. 142 guys shot, men and women. That, you know, that may not, that's a horrible figure. 37 of those have, we've lost their lives. You know how many of that leaves that have been wounded in the line of duty that we need to take care of? And some of them so, catastrophically. All of them yes. uh, will be life changed forever. But some of them, their lives have been exactly. totally impacted. So they can get in more so, details. They can donate on your website, which is? Yep. It's hometownheroesalliance.org. And our Facebook page is Hometown Heroes Alliance on the Facebook page. And not only do we need some donations, and as I said, we don't have any paid staff. We also need you to call us and, and email us and tell us about somebody you know that's been injured in the line of duty that might need some help, that we can reach out to them and make that contact and do something for them. Jeff, give us your website and Facebook page one more time. It is hometownheroesalliance.org, and the Facebook page is uh, facebook.com you know, slash hometownheroesalliance. Jeff Brown, thanks so much. Appreciate it, man. We'll have you back again in the future. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. One of the questions I get all the time, what is your show all about? And it's not what most people would think. It's not confrontational. You know how Investigation Discovery Channel has all these shows about investigations and people have a curiosity about police. Well, we feature police officers, law enforcement officers, active, retired, spouses, 
family members and supporters talking about their experiences from their point of view. If you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a great guest, we'd love to hear from them. And we'd accommodate them from anywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. We can uh, record them here at our studios. Yeah. So just contact us. The easiest way is go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the Contact Us tab. Send an email to me, jay at lawenforcementtoday.com or robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also send a message via Facebook. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly. We now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to keep up with all the news and updates regarding the Law Enforcement Today radio show, also a great way to interact and contact me is to like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. We've got another great guest heading your way next week. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.